0: National Pavement Expo is back this year, it will be January 25th through the 27th in Charlotte, North Carolina at the Charlotte Convention Center. As always, you can go over to nationalpavementexpo.com, get the full line of classes and instructors there, as well as what the schedule is going to look like with the show floor. Um, we are going to be there as well. Blacktop Banter will be live on the award stage at some point, and we'll be on the floor as well with a spot with the location, so you can check it out and hang, hang with us as well. Of course, there'll be all the um, after parties and that type of stuff as well, as well as all the great networking. So we really look forward to seeing you there. We hope to see you there in Charlotte this year at National Pavement Expo. Once again, pop over to nationalpavingexpo.com and you can register there. All right, you guys, uh, you've heard about me talk about 28 circles and everything they've done for us here at Wiscote and that they're an exclusive partner here with Blacktop Banter. And now we've put together a package deal to help you guys, especially with your website and SEO and optimizations and and CRMs. Um, We have three different levels of packages there now that are Blacktop Banner exclusives. Um, The lower tier which is convert right we want to convert leads right into jobs and get leads Some that one is 10% off through blacktop banner. The other one is grow which is the next level Um, That one includes a Google map booster some review management that type of stuff That's 15% off and then 20% off of the accelerate program, which includes full SEO campaigns link building Um, It expands your reach. And we're also doing YouTube promo videos through that one. So all, you know, that last tier includes the two tiers before the second tier includes the first tier, but that really that first tier even will get you jumped off and going. Um, And like I said, you'll save 10% uh, through Blacktop Banter. The link is in our description below. I, I encourage you guys just to set up. You can schedule a virtual tour. It doesn't cost anything. Jason over there at 28 circles will take care of you show you the ropes it's worth taking a peek at go ahead and click the link in our description it's an exclusive blacktop banter link that will save you guys some money and a good percentage of money on any of the tiers like i said jason will run you guys through that it's worth checking out i promise we've had our 800 network phone number on the side of our trucks and our vehicles and everywhere else here at wiscote and dubuque asphalt maintenance for a while now. And we're really glad to have them as a sponsor for the podcast for the next unforeseeable future, hopefully. But uh, some of the advantages that I want to talk about real quick about having an 800 network number is that a or one, we'll start with numbers. One, you get more work. Uh, Two, it's really easy to cover the cost of the number for a year. One small job would cover that. So you know, the rest of the calls and everything that comes in is strictly advantageously profit. The other thing is that you get exclusive discounts from top industry leaders. That's a big group network. They give you a group discount. We've used that discount um, by, for one of our sealer manufacturers and suppliers. The other thing is that they do reach out and get you national account work as well. So some of those big box stores and things you've been trying to get into. One of the other things is that the, the number is really easy to remember. Whichever you put on there, it helps with your branding and the calls go directly to you. So if somebody does call that number, it goes straight to you. And, you know, it's not so easy to get an advantage over your competition um, from, you know, here and there, maybe a little bit. But when you talk about branding, having a branding power over your competition who has a number that's hard to remember. And you go by and it just says 1 800 asphalt or 1 800 seal coating or 1 800 blacktop, that's gonna be pretty easy to remember. If you're in parades or you're out working on a job and your truck is parked there all day, your vehicles are parked there all day, that is going to get branded into people's minds over time. The other thing is when you join 800 Pavement Network, you're joining over 300 pavement contractors who've generated over $2 billion in combined total sales. So if you're interested, if you're curious, it's really easy to reach out and they will get back to you there at the 800 Payment Network. You can call one 800 Payment. that'll get you there. You can go to the website, 1-800-Pavement.com, that'll also get you there. And 800 Payment Network is very active on social media. So you can find them on almost all social media outlets. Go ahead and type that in, 800 Network, 800 Payment Network, and you'll find them episode of Blacktop Banter is brought to you by KM International. KM International has been manufacturing the highest quality asphalt maintenance equipment for over 30 years. They started out as a two-man operation working in a pole barn. Now they got 40 employees working out of a 36,000 square foot manufacturing facility. It all started from their propane-fired, skid-mounted hot box, and now they got over 40 different product offerings for contractors like you, like myself whether it's private or municipal, whatever. Also, this commitment to our industry is one of the reasons that KM has been used now in over 44 countries and every single state in the United States of America. When it comes to KM, I immediately think of their infrared machines, but a lot of people also use their hot boxes. I would love to get my hands on one of these soon. I have seen them all over the country being used by contractors and municipalities, and some of these machines, you know, they've been around for a while when you see them. And I gotta believe that that's probably because they increase profitability, so people keep them going. They're built really, really well. I was lucky enough to see a demo of one recently uh, at World of Asphalt. So they're built really, really well. Therefore, if they last a while, and you're able to use them, you're gonna get some cost savings and you're going to increase profitability, especially if you're using the infrared machines because you're not going to be cutting out and using material. If you want to check out more about KM International, they're on social media. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram. They also have a YouTube channel. If you want to get more information and you want to call, you can call 800-492-1757. You can also email them as well if you'd like. Sales at KMInternational.com. One of the best ways, I think, is just to go to the website, kminternational.com. You'll be able to check out the full lineup and get started right there with checking out all the equipment out and reaching out to somebody if you want to check one out, demo one out, and get interested. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's another episode of Black Top Banter and this is episode 93. We're closing in on 100 and uh, we are actually mid, we're at the beginning of January. Uh, we're closing in on our expo conference season and uh, this will air mid to late January. But um, yeah, it's new year. Why not kick it off with a new topic and something we haven't talked before and a new guest. And we've been mixing it up quite a bit. And, uh, I know you guys heard Spencer Boyd on the last one talking about his new year and what they're going to be doing on, on pavement. I thought maybe we would talk about what we're going to be doing within pavement and asphalt. So, uh, without further ado, I want to introduce my friend, Sean Boyce. Sean, you want to introduce yourself a little bit?
1: Hey, uh, good afternoon, Marvin. Um, yeah, my name is Sean Boyce. Um, work with Brothers Paving and Concrete, uh, um been in the industry almost 30 years now it will be 30 years uh actually it's 29 years to be
0: exact but uh <laughs> close enough um you start it. rounding up you start rounding up to the fives or rounding down to the fives after a while but <laughs> yeah that, that's a, that's
1: actually right um but yeah now I've been in it a long time um so with that being said I've made every mistake that can be made so far huh um you know it's 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 pretty fun I enjoy the industry of love. I got a passion for it. Um, I uh, On my personal life, I've got uh, four sons and a daughter, um, 29, 27, 25, I'm sorry, 30, 28, 26, 24 are my sons and my daughter's 21. And yeah, I, I can't even remember the birthdays anymore, but uh, I've been married 31 years. Um, it's uh, It's a wild ride yeah um, it's it's you know, but but I you know again, I love this industry. I love the people in this industry. I love um helping people get better. That's kind of my passion,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. and I think that's kind of where we've crossed paths, you know over the last few years is um at different conferences, different events online, and kind of being able to help each other out a little bit or chime in here or there. just general support, like, it's a, it's a big deal in this industry for people to put themselves out on social media to begin with and then start putting content out there. But just general support helps out a ton. It actually keeps people going sometimes. And sometimes that's when they either become themselves right, or find themselves or their purpose or whatever. And uh, one thing that I've always been um, attracted to is when people genuinely support something that helps people right and you and i have kind of been in this loop of a few in, in people in the in, industry that have influence that um really embrace technology right and how it helps us be more efficient and better at what we do um let's kind of talk about a little bit of your industry history because that's going to be one of the bigger things um and kind of tell us like how you got started brothers is becoming an iconic brand in the industry when it comes to contractors um let's kind of touch on that a little bit and give some background about asphalt
1: so um i'll give you the pre-story before i got into asphalt to kind of lead you where i'm at Perfect. um so i uh, owned an archery shop when i was young really young um i was just too wow. dumb to know any better and i just jumped in and and wow. started um we sold bait and tackle and archery i've always been a i loved archery um always done that. And, uh, so I did that for, for about two years. What and brand can I
0: ask you what brand
1: back in those days, it was high country. So high country was the brand back in the early nineties, late eighties. Yeah. Um, most of the world championships were won with high country bows. So I was real big into that. Uh, but anyways, I mean, they've kind of, uh, you know, went away. Yeah. Um, I, I now shoot obsessions. I love obsessions. I love, um, I have expeditions. I've got a bunch of different bows, but, um, i still you got still love those me. like i have guitars like when yeah I, I i have a whole wall full they're just and i don't know why i have so many but anyway <laughs> my, my wife says the same thing why do you have so many you can only shoot one at a time mm-hmm. i'm like well you know what you you only need one color nail polish too so let's just leave me alone that's right that's right <laughs> but so anyway so i started that um after a couple years um it, I had a partner, and it just it, there just wasn't enough revenue for two people mm-hmm. um, to do it. Especially, we were a startup, so so I sold him my half of the company. And I was sitting in church one day, and this gentleman came and introduced himself. And I was in the the foyer. Um, this guy, his name's Paul Batista, and he introduces himself. And about uh, half hour later, he comes back and he talks to me. He goes, "Hey, what do you do for what do you do for a living?" I said, I'm not doing anything right now. I just sold my business. I'm just trying to figure things out. I was pretty young. And, uh, he goes, uh, you want a job? I said, sure. Well, I didn't even know what the job was. I had no clue, but you know, in those days I didn't care. I mean, if it made money, I was happy, you know? So he goes, I'll pick you up on uh, Monday morning. That was Sunday. So he picks me up and we drive around in his truck and, uh, You know, we go and we stop and we're, you know, I listen to him talking to people on the phone and I'm, you know, we jump out and we measure parking lots, you know, old school with the wheels. Oh yeah. (laughs) Like, like we still should be doing sometimes, but the clicking ones, right? Click, click, the the clicking ones. Yeah. The clicking ones. Yep. Um, but so we started, I started doing that and we drove around for about a week and after the end of the week, he looks at me he goes so what do you think I said what do I think about what he says the job I said doing what he goes what we've just been doing I said that's the job you mean so you're telling me all we do is we go out there and we measure parking lots and we talk to customers on the phone And then we call the subcontract guy and give him the squares and he gives us a price for it and we mark it up 20% and then we sell it to the customer. He said, yeah, I said, dude, that's the easiest job I've ever had in my life. Well, (laughs) you know, that's my my stupidity, right? Right. But at that point, I said, you know what? I can do this. This really fits my personality. And back in those days, we didn't have our own crews. Right. Um, and we were actually working for a company named dominion paving okay so paul and i were both working were employees at dominion paving so we did that for two years i learned how to stripe during those two years that i was over there because i was with the striping crews right every morning i would meet the crews I would make sure the parking lots were blocked off. And I'm not one to just sit there and watch. Even though I didn't have to, I would jump out. I would snap chalk lines. I would measure it out. I would lay out. I would get the stencils ready. I'd peel the paint off. I'd fill (laughs) those machines. And they would sometimes let me stripe. So I was like, oh, this is cool. So I got really good at striping during those two years. Well, that leads to where, where I ended up. So at that point, I'm like, you know what? there's a career here for me. I can stripe. I can go do these parking lots. I make more money in one night than I do all week working as an estimator for this paving company. So I went First Virginia Bank. I still remember it. And I got a $5,000 loan, which I was surprised they gave me (laughs) because I was a a poor kid with no collateral, but they gave me a $5,000 loan. I had a little Nissan pickup truck and a trailer and I got a machine, a set of stencils, and we started striping crazy. And, and that's that's how I got into the business. Um, and then about six months later, Paul ended up resigning from Dominion Paving as well. Okay. Coming to me and he said, Hey man, um, I just resigned. I want you to come on as a salesperson for me. I said, Man, I already got my striping company rolling. He said, Yeah, but I really think you need to be working over here with me. I said, Well, how's this gonna look? Are we gonna? He goes, very simple. You sell anything you sell, you get to strike. For anything we sell as a company, you get to strike. So it was a win-win. I, good. I, got, yeah. I got paid as a salesman and I had my striping company. Yep. It started getting more than I could do myself. So I hired people to run the to do the striping right. part. I became more full-time sales. We did that for a couple years. Paul's original partner ended up wanting to sell his half of the company. He um, offered it to me, so Paul bought some, I bought some, and that was the the marriage between Paul and I at Brothers Paving and Concrete. Cool
0: man, that's a cool story. Yeah, dude, it, it's it it always it always ends up being a moment, right? Where where they're like, "Yep, I've got the truck, got this, got the machine," and that's how it started. And then whether it's whether it's somebody getting a seal coat rig or whether it's I'm getting a line striper. Like, that's how it started. Every single, almost every single time, the trajectory goes differently. Like, some people would have built that striping company into a pavement, co- you know, pavement maintenance company, and then that went into a paving company or did whatever. Or they say, like, Well, we just striped and then I bought another striper with another truck and another trailer, and all we did was stripe, and now we are the largest striper in wherever. Right. But there's all these other little opportunities and scenarios that can happen within the asphalt industry. By just getting in there and getting started and getting moving in it. and that's crazy i never heard that story from you before that's one of the best yeah. stories i've heard uh so far i mean that's a that's a pretty big chunk and how long have you been associated with brothers then sean so so back so that was
1: so 95 um is when i left or 90 first part of 96 january 96 okay. is when we left dominion paving Okay. And that's when I started my striping company straight line striping, pretty original name, right? Oh, there you go. <laughs> so so I started that. Um, and then then Paul started Brothers. It was back in those days, it was called Brothers Paving and Sealing. Mm-hmm. And um, and he started that in beginning of '96 as well. Wow. So it was probably ninety-eight before. I jumped
0: on and became a partner in, it's, and it's a high end in the twenties. We're talking 26, 27, 28 years, somewhere. Around. A long time, a yeah. long time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's why we round up to five years. <laughs> Cause you start stringing just years together when you talk yeah. about it. So whatever happened with straight line.
1: So like, I, I like ran that for a while. Like,
0: Get rid of this. I ran, no,
1: I ran it for 17 years. Whoa.
0: Yeah. No, I ran really? Straight line
1: striping for 17 years. Um, had you know very good foremen um very good people that have worked for me while i was doing what at brothers you know, oh while, while i was build, helping build brothers paul and i into you know what it is today so yeah it was a, a lot of sleepless nights and and you know i would work full time and then i would come home and do the bills for straight line and, and I, I sold that about seven eight years ago probably. Ooh-wee. Um. That's but cool. they still, we still use them as a subcontractor. They've changed, oh, really. Them. Yeah, yeah. So, at brothers, we still use them. As you a, get a little some. nostalgia sometimes when, when well, or I, what? Well, fortunately, but unfortunately, it's my family that runs it over there. So, oh, okay. I've got a brother that um, is probably one of the best in the industry. Um, he's really, really, and I, and I, I don't, I'm not saying that just because he's my brother. He's right. really good. Now he's hard to deal with. <laughs> oh yeah that's because he's your brother because he's my brother I got but, five of them I know oh my heavens it's it's fun but um but yeah so they still strike for us and we uh cool, we subcontract out and it just took the headache away from me
0: and yeah. uh Isn't that it's that's kind of just one of these things where sometimes you, you you don't know until you know until you have a conversation with somebody right and you're like oh man, that's how it worked. Oh man, that's a lot of years. Like that's a lot of grinding. That's a lot of coming back, paying the bills and then going to brothers, taking care of all that The opportunities there. But here's the thing, like you got to work. It's still an industry that even though it has an easier barrier to entry to get into, you still got to work. Like you got to work a lot and you got to work and you're going to be stressed, right? Like it's just, it's the way it works within the industry. Um, one thing that, uh, you know, I really enjoy is, that that background and experience that you have in the industry, um, and like you said, you made all the mistakes in the world, right, uh, that you can make within 30 years in order to get to that point, That those are the kind of leaders, the kind of people that come into leadership roles within the industry, and that has led to you um, speaking, right? We were both uh, at one of the Ignite conference that was uh, in Florida, Um And people start to pick our brains and then we start having conversations, kind of like the conversation we're having now. One thing is um, that's always been a staple for us um, has been the National Pavement Expo. And this year you speak at the National Pavement Expo. Um, Touch on that a little bit. I I, I don't want to hack the name of it, but it was making your sense make sense or something like that. What was it? You're pretty close. Um, It it only makes sense to know your
1: sense. There we go. um, Yeah. So. So I've gotten into a lot of consulting over the last probably ten years. Um, I do a lot of consulting with um, other paving companies to try to help them get better. And um, you know, so we about I guess it's been I don't know four or five years ago. NPE um, they called me and asked me to to speak on job costing and. And, you know, of course, I've never done anything like that, you know, speaking in front of a couple hundred people. I'm good with a, a few in a room, but a couple hundred is just not my thing. But yeah, it is what it is. There's only 50,000 listening to this right now. Okay, so oh, can... hey, it's all good. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, great. It's all good. Um, but but anyways, um, so MP asked me to speak on this and, and I put a put a nice little class together. And I recruited Paul Batista who is you know that's my wingman I mean he's that's right he's got so, on the business side he's probably the most knowledgeable person in our industry he wow. really is he um he graduated from the OPM pro, uh program at Harvard um a couple years back um he's he's really good now he understands you know the black rocks and the seal coat mm-hmm. but he also understands business so I brought him on um, the the part so uh, I bring our course up to where we're teaching people how to properly jo- uh, properly bid jobs and then he takes it how to scale right oh, how right. do you take and, and scale okay. so I brought him in um, and we did it and and they were I, I guess they were impressed because they asked us again and again to do it and um, and now I'm on the board um, for NPE for for that so yeah. Um, so yeah, so I, I teach that class and um, I'm excited to do it. It'll be my third year doing it. Um, cool and
0: uh, just yeah just I'm, I'm excited for it. I mean it, it for me, you listen listen, man, I'm definitely not the sharpest tool in the shed, all right I can have a conversation. I think it's because I'm so curious about everything because I'm like, well, I don't want to be dumb forever. I'm gonna ask all these questions a lot and try to figure it out and make it work better. But you I I ignorantly for a lot of years, plowed through right with my but with at wisco to just like i I always tell people i outwork my stupidity like i just i was like all right man we're just gonna make more money i'm gonna work harder because i'm screwing this up screwing that up screwing this up and then uh one day i was like i was thinking one day like well man one day i'm gonna have to hire a salesperson i don't want to be out here doing all this so then i was asking um one of our friends i was like well how's that work they're like well you just give them a percentage off of the net i'm like like per job, I'm like yeah, I'm like okay. What, what is my net, right? And then all of a sudden I was like, well, I can get pretty close, and uh, I was like, well, it's gonna be, you know, gonna be within X amount or X amount. And uh, the guy I was asking like, no, like you need to figure it out like to the dollar. I'm like, I can't figure it out to the dollar. He's like, I can. You want to come with me? I'll show you. And I'm like yes, I do. Yes. Yes. I do want to know how to do that. He's like, I'm not going to pay for a paperclip. If they want another paperclip. I'm not going to pay for it. So, um, that really changed. Honestly, Sean, like that was 2017, 2018. And I started making adjustments and really tracking what I did. And it, all of a sudden it started to hurt sometimes when I would realize I was doing something dumb that was out of habit before. And I was like, Oh, Shoot, that's going to take that margin down. Uh, right. So, can we kind of touch on that a little bit? Kind yeah. of about yeah. your force in, in that direction? Well, well m- m- most people do it just like you did
1: for a lot. You know, they white knuckle through it. Yep. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just how, you know, I want to get into business. I'm ambitious. I want to do this. Oh, crap. How do I price these jobs? Hey, contractor friend, you know, what do you get per square? foot or square yard hey what do you get per gallon of seal right and and we all start off with a a little matrix right you know it's gonna if we're if it's a driveway we need to be at 30 cents a square foot or if it's a you know parking lot we need to be at 20 cents right so we start there that's how we start and then some years it works out where you have money left at the end of the year and then there's some years that you get to the end of the year and the, the account's like hey man you owe all this in taxes and oh crap you didn't make any money
0: that's right right
1: because people don't understand their costs, their real costs. Mm -hmm. And so so we went ahead and and I started like promoting this. Hey, we got to teach people how to do this, Yeah, how to understand every penny and and, and count for it one way or the other. That doesn't mean you have to bid it as high as it's going to tell you to. You can still go into it saying, you know what, I'm just going to cover my overhead because it's wintertime and I'm okay
0: with that, but at
1: least know what your overhead is. Right.
0: That's right. Yeah.
1: Understand. And it's not that hard. You get a P and L at the end of the year, right? You've mm-hmm. got, you've got something from your tax accountant. That's going to tell you how much money you spent other than your direct costs. Well, guess what? Let's capture that and let's put that onto every bid moving forward as long as you're going to hit your budget number. If you're going to go below it, that number's got to be higher. If you're going to go above it, that number can be lower. But let's just start somewhere and let's get really daggone close. How many gallons of sealer? How many bags of sand? How yeah. many hours it's going to take for you to do it? What about your trucks? You're going to have to replace your trucks at some time, right? That's right. Oh, and and are you paying, are you going to charge them for what you paid for the truck 10 years ago? No. You're going to charge them for what the replacement cost is going to be. That's right. right? Because you're going to have to pay, you're going to have to buy a new one. So yeah. So I became real passionate. If you can't tell, I become passionate about that. I just yeah. it because it, it, I want
0: I want to see people succeed, and I don't want to see people going going belly up. That's what I was gonna say. Like it, it literally, if you're if it's foreign to you, right? Which it was to me. I didn't realize I was gonna be an entrepreneur coming up. Like I just I I didn't even think about what I was gonna be or what I was gonna do. So I got into that part of it, and then all of a sudden realized like I, I had a truck breakdown. at blew motor. And the year before that was my first six-figure year. After that six-figure year, that truck blew up, the motor blew, and it just about buried me. And I was like, how how, how am I going to live my life and run my business when it's this fragile? It didn't feel this fragile, but buddy, it's this fragile because I didn't pay attention to what my um, profits and losses were and what my job costing was. And it looks good. That six-figure looked good on paper. I was like, man, I'm, I can make money. You like, made no, it. You, did it. Yeah, you yeah, right. made you, it. Yeah, right. I was like, whoa. And I was like, oh, shoot. This is not going to be good if we go this route. So, you know, it's one of those things where, like you were saying, literally it can make or break you. Um, one thing that, that I found is that that creates a foundation as well for when you get a really good grasp on that. And then you start having conversations with other people that understand it as well it, then it shows you a range, right? Of, okay, I should be charging a little bit. I'm going to need to charge a little bit more for this type of work. And then how do I do that? I go off my foundation of what we are, who we are, what we bring to the table, plus where our job costs are. And I need to push our margin to what we will go off your 30 cents. We need to go to 33 cents a square foot for what we do. Otherwise, we're not going to be able to cover this going into the future and put money in our pocket for everything else we want.
1: And I would, I would add, it's probably more than going from thirty to thirty-three. It's understanding where you're at and what your costs are. And is that job one mile from your shop? Is that job one hour from your shop? Right. Yeah. So that thirty-three cents. So if you, if you, it, it really may be forty cents if you're an hour away. Right. People get into this. This is my cost, and this is where I have to be. And you end up losing money. If you bid cost plus, you will never lose money that way Correct. because you know what it's going to cost you to do it. And now you might say my margin needs to increase from 25% profit to 28%. And that's a good place to be. But that way you're not locked into a number that it holds you hostage.
0: Yeah. And, that, and then you, that's the thing. Most people, right? Like when they get a salesperson, they're like, Yep. We just charged 25 cents a square foot. Right. Yeah. And they are like, well, dude, you drove two hours of that one. And then this one was like a, a, a mile away. Like, and you lost the one a mile away. Right. Cause somebody else bid it at 23 cents a square foot and got the job. Right. Cause they, the customer went off a budget and then you lost the one two hours away. <laughs> right. Because you were way too high for a local contractor that was right there. Like it, it, It literally, it allows you not to make it foolproof, but it allows you to be very competitive the way that you want to be competitive. That's why I'm so big on marketing now and social media marketing and branding, because it's the separate, it's one of the only separators, no matter the size of your business, that can influence the customer to go for a higher margin company. Right. So um, once I figured all that out, my you know, my mush brain finally started to electronically shoot signals to the other side and connect the dots. And I was like, oh, okay, like you didn't make it. Like we got, oh, some years to go here, right? And we're going to connect it and really make it efficient. And um, I'm really excited. Like this year, um, last year was our biggest year. This year, I think, is going to be a huge goal number year for us. And not only that, was Coach running efficiently enough now where I don't, I work, we make more and I work. In the field, less. less than I actually had to, because yeah. these well, things have been revealed to me. I'm smarter about what I'm doing.
1: It's it's pro- you know the, the one thing I tell everybody, especially the guys I consult with, you don't need to practice anymore. Well, right? yeah. Well, yeah. we yeah, we've we've practiced enough. It's time to make money. That's the only reason why we're here. Now you want you don't want to you, you don't want to overcharge people, of course, right? but. You want to make sure that you're going to be able to sustain your lifestyle and your, your employees lifestyle. And I should have said the employees first, because they're the most important. Let's just be honest. Right, right? I mean, because there were days back when, when, you know, money was
0: tight, guess who got their paychecks first? That's right. I mean, when, and when, you, not when, me. adopt this, when you adopt this, the idea of you work for your employees, like you, the, everything changes. Absolutely. The way you and, and you really do. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You. Oh, yeah. Absolutely do. I think you, you, once you get to a certain level, you have to, depending on what you want, you have to, right. If you're going to scale, you have to. Yeah. But, yeah. And well, you know, here's the other thing. It, it was definitely difficult when I did it all on paper. Right. And even now I run some of the numbers and stuff on my brain on paper. Um, but most of the time I got a good grip on them, but now as one, as you and I talk about fairly often, technology is advancing. It's becoming really easy to put even simple forms of technology. Both of our good friend Tom does his iPad in the field class that has become iconic, right? It's going to be a staple until all of a sudden we don't have iPads anymore and we're just floating in the air doing whatever. <laughs> but I think Tom will be on the front of that one there too. But it, it before it was drones, remember? Like drones were a big deal. All of a sudden, these new cameras were in here. And then Really, what's kicked up a lot, and what you have um, a good grasp on is software, bidding software that all of a sudden went from bidding and proposal software to actually in the field, mapping, job costing. So um the payment soft software that you use um, is becoming one of the staples in the industry as well because it has pretty near everything. Like I know Brandon Leone and I were looking at it uh, in Florida. And he was like, dude, it, it you can I like it because it goes real deep. And I was like, I like it because I'm not deep. I just want to use the simple stuff, right? So um, can we touch on that a little bit and how software itself is becoming part of the industry and then touch on pavement soft?
1: Sure. Um, so we'll we'll talk, you know, we'll we'll talk about the software first and then we'll get jump into pavement soft. So there's there are a lot of different softwares out there that can help you run your business. And any person that says that you know, it's just a waste of time. You know, my, my father did it this way. My grandfather this way and we did okay. And we've been around for 75 years. It's just short sightedness. Mm -hmm. Come on. There, there are so many things that you can utilize that's out there. That'll make your life easier. Yeah. Yeah. And and if you're, if it's easier, you're going to do more. And if you do more, you're going to make, more that's it's right. not that hard and like i said it there's all kinds of them out there you've got bl- layers and pro man this and i mean there's there's yep. 10 different products out there right and they all do something you know you got jobbers and you've got uh all these other ones you know yep. that industry specific but they'll help they'll right help you somehow if, if you want to go down that road with, with them to to do nothing is so foolish.
0: Oh man, that that's the same concept. Um, I spoke 2018 Cleveland when we were there for MPE, uh, and I gave what I would I think is the first social media marketing class at MPE, and I can remember me saying, you know, that social media is going to be not only is it the cheapest, most efficient way to get the most attention to your business, but if you don't use it guys like me are going to be able to pull the rug out from under a 50 year business in a heartbeat because that your customers are either going to move on or pass away. And there's going to be new customers and their attention is going to go a different place. It's not going to go in the phone book. It's not going to go in a newspaper classified, right? I mean, it's not going to go on a banner at the little league baseball field. Like that's not what's going to do it. What's going to do it is me showing them a video of actually how we do it, what we do, why it's cool, what fundraisers we're giving to all this stuff. And this is that same concept. It's like, sure, you can do it. It can get done that way. Don't get me wrong. It can get done that way. Um, But part of it is the i think some of it the fear of change too right and that's the same yeah. thing with social media it has a fear too like turn the camera around and put that's one of the scariest things ever man turn the camera around and talk and having to hear your own voice and do all that stuff it's one of the scariest things ever some of that plays into the software and tech side no matter if it's joist or jobber or what whatever they all are yeah. going from what you know to the land of what you don't know is one of the scariest things ever. And the transition of not getting intimidated is very important, I think, in, in both sides of that coin. Yeah. And
1: so, so you know, there are a lot of softwares out there. Um, but I will I will focus on Pavement Soft just because I, I'm one of the co-founders of Pavement Soft, just full disclosure. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so I'll kind of give you of a, a, the history of Pavement Soft. So pavement soft was called bid package for a lot of years. And we developed this at, at Brothers Paving in Concrete, probably I'd say 12 years ago. We started. And um, and you know, me being me wanting to be lazy. I don't like doing things over and over again. I, I'm not going to call me lazy because I'm not lazy, but me wanting to be lazy, I, I don't like doing the same thing over and over again when I don't have to. I don't like doing mindless work. I don't like doing stuff that doesn't move the needle for me. Right. So, and and, and this will be a, a debate forever between Paul Batista and I, because we're the two co-founders whose idea Pavement Soft was. And it doesn't matter um, <laughs> because Pavement Soft is here. Um, so we started just like everybody else, we had an Excel spreadsheet that we that Paul actually put together. It had all of our rates and all this stuff in there, and, and it was really cool. And you know, and this was back in the early days, it's like, man, what if we could get that stuff that we just put in to go over to a proposal template, right? This is like long time ago. Yep. And no, nobody really had that. And it was like, I bet you we can get somebody to build that. So we hire this guy that comes in and he was able to take all the stuff that we just did on the Excel spreadsheet and just push a button and pew, it's on a proposal. Oh. Now today, it doesn't seem like that earth shattering, but back then it was like, holy hell, we, th- this is what we like- did yeah, we, did. <laughs> we discovered <laughs> fire. We did. It. So, so it it got, it got there and we're like, Man, we don't need a lady at the front desk sitting there typing our proposals all day, which we did. She'd yes. answer the phone and do the proposals. Now, of course, we never got rid of her, but right. you know, she didn't have to do that. So that was gen one, right? It was bid package, it was on a file maker pro server, and it was, and then we're like, man, what's the next thing that really hurts us? Well. When we get a job now, we have to go back and we've got to do all the job packets and the photos and, and make sure the work order's right and the guys know what to do. And whole crap, that was like a year ago, I bid that job. How am I going to remember? I'm going to have to drive all the way back out to the job and look at it all and and try to remember all this stuff. If you didn't have good notes, which I never did, um, you know, it was all right here. I'd put it yeah. in and it was gone. Um, so then I'm like, that's the next pain point. Well, guess what what if we when we're doing the estimate why don't we capture all that how many trucks we need how many tons we need what plants it coming from bam 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 yeah and let's just push it and it goes to a work order with no pricing on it so now the field can use that's a novel idea right Right. (laughs) let's let's just take this information and put it over here so bam 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 now we have three modules yeah right and and we started watching our guys, I mean, just go crazy. Wow. Back in those days, we were probably doing about $20 million worth of volume a year with yeah. our company. We had about six sales guys Yeah. and um, doing very well for, our, th- again, this was a while ago. Yeah. And so we got this, those three phases, and now the sales guys were able to go from, we from 20 million to 38 million dollars in 2 years efficiency so it, it, was all it, it, it was it was all efficiencies we didn't have to hire any more guys now we had to hire more crews yep but we didn't have to have hire more guys okay so now let's take this and let's add something to it what are we going to do now how about a schedule how about you know when we find these jobs we hit one it goes to a backlog report now we can just drag and drop onto this schedule and, yep. oh, what happens if it rains? Oh, we just move it over instead of on our whiteboard like we did for 20 years. Yes. You, know, it, and, you know, you're writing it on this end, and you're racing it with this arm, yeah. right?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or
1: what like, happens you know, if it rains three stupid. days? Yeah, what happens if it rains three days in a row? Oh, my gosh. Now I have to erase everything and move again. it down. again. Again. Yep. A nightmare. A nightmare. Yep. So we were able to now click, drag and then now we have four modules then we go to five what's the fifth module how about let's capture job cost at the field level oh that requires a mobile app let's go ahead and develop a mobile app so now the foremen are in the field they have units no pricing and it says they're supposed to lay 340 tons of asphalt today at the end of the day they put in i laid 329 tons awesome they can see where they stand you have 41 total hours to do this job in. They came in at 43. Damn, I, I missed it. Okay. Next job, what what are they going to do? They're going to work a little harder to get there. Trucking, materials, all that stuff. Once they were able to put that in there, now we were able to go from 38 million
0: to 60 million, yep. two more years. But made operations more efficient. Everybody, everybody. Wow.
1: Became more efficient. So so then, okay, we have a product that's pretty good. Yeah. Now, and I, I remember when it hit me, we were we were opening bids. It was a bid day. And this is before it was available to the public. Yep. There was, and, and I had a friend of mine that's a contractor that always would ask me to give him the software. I'm like, no, no, we're not doing that. You know, I'm not doing that. Uh-huh. So then we were doing a bid opening. It, he was there, I was there, and then another guy was there. It was a, a parking lot for an HOA. He was at 91000 I was at 89000 And contractor three was at sixty-two. Okay. I So we're looking at each other. So I pull up Pavement Soft, and I'm looking at it. Now we changed the name to Pavement Soft at this time. So okay. it's a bid package of Pavement Soft. So I pull it up, and I'm like, there's 67000 in costs. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, this guy does not know what his cost. doing, yeah. So at that point, it, I, the aha moment came to me. It was like we need every contractor, every paving contractor in the United States to have this. So my thought originally was, let's just give this to everybody. Not because I'm looking to make money, but let's give everybody. These are all the cost blocks: your material, your trucking, yeah. your labor, your, your overhead. So at least everybody, when we go to bid day, are, is going to really know what their costs are. Now you can choose to bid it wherever you want, right? But anybody that's going to bid a job for sixty-four thousand when their cost is sixty-seven, and and I'm a large company, I right. can get asphalt cheaper than this guy. There's no way, no way. There's no way he's doing it for that. So. I said, let me let let we ought to just give it. We ought to put it out there and give it to everybody. That was the mindset. That way, at least everybody will have it. Well, with that came a challenge because now we had to put it on the cloud. We had to redevelop Pavement Soft, put it up in the cloud, backed up by um, AWS and and all of the security stuff. And it costs a lot of money to 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 do that. So you can't just give it away. Right. So there's got to be some price that somebody yep. willing to pay for it. That's where that's how pavement soft started, cool. and um, and now we've got. I mean, there's thousands of users every day on there. Um, about 500 companies. Um, it's yeah, it's it's
0: it's it's one of the premier leaders in our industry for what people use, right? I mean, you can get you can get to a certain size. Like for us, we're switching this year, and I don't even know that it's. For me, it was just the next step right for the guys for simple use for the guys in the field for the, the um, ladies in the office that are going to be there um, you you literally it's it's like anything else it's like yeah you can seal coat out of buckets but then all of a sudden you wanted you have more jobs than what you can do you're going to need a tank right and you then all of a sudden you're like well you're going to need to spray like you can't do parking lots by hand we're not going to be efficient right you, you got to keep bumping up and bumping up and bumping up and even if you do that, like we're doing it right. Cause not to say like where we live, like this is that people are a certain way, but if you throw something down and are like, learn this, they're like, poof, they close up and they're like, no, nope, that's not how it works here. It's hard enough to get them to follow me on Instagram or, or do whatever, let alone, you know, learn an entirely new software. This is why they got into working with their hands. So they didn't have to mess with software. So for us, like, it's a, it's a, we kind of got to ease them into it, put their toes in the water and, and deal with it a little bit. But in other areas, right? Um, I got friends that use pavement soft and they were all, they were, they went from using a real simple software to like, this is what we use now. And boom, they all took to it and, and took really, really well. And that's kind of one thing that I've always recommend. I'm like, feel everything out. Like I've got to, I got to look at pavement soft, right? And you you let me in there and take a look at it. And I got to mess with it and everything. And then to me, I'm like, whoa this is cool. Like this literally has almost, I I always enjoy the mapping software within everything and whatnot. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool. And I mean, that's tech and asphalt. Like it's, it's coming. Like my, my kids already have more of an advancement than some of the guys that work for us because they, it's coming that that's what they want to work with.
1: Uh, Absolutely. And and you were talking about efficiencies. Um, You know, it it became, we became more efficient as we developed this. But when we really became efficient is when we got the mobile app. So now my sales guys, at any time, when they're out on a job, right, we've got our normal, just our regular mobile app, they can go there, they can bid a job, they can see all the schedules, right, they can right from this phone so you just just think of the vantage you have you just met with the property manager of a a shopping center right and while you were out there you've measured some stuff up you got it marked off you took some photographs Mm -hmm. that property manager leaves you sit in your car and in five minutes you can have the bid done proposal done all the pictures attached and you send it and you call the property manager say hey could you check your email? I sent something. I don't know if it's going through or not. Right. You know, it went through, but they're just, so they open it up. and are like, what is this? Oh, cool. Did it go through? Yeah. That's the proposal for the shopping center. When you can do that, yep. you've won 50% right there. Oh, yeah. Right? Because Property managers right now, the biggest problem that they have is getting contractors to give them pricing in a timely manner. Yep. When you can do it from your mobile app while you were there, and it looks just like you would if you're sitting at your desktop. Yep. They are so impressed. That's it. And you're and you're in, your, in your end, right? You yep. know, you might even be higher. Say, this is the service that I offer you. I'm here. I get it done. We're ready to do it. I've got all the notes. I've got all of my pictures. We're ready to go as soon as you tell
0: me. I'll have a crew out here. Yep. Yep. I mean, that's there's there's three there's that's one of the three separators, right? Is to me, anyways, is. Having your branding presence there, which I'm always a big proponent of, as soon as they want to type your name in Google, that there's more content there, quality content than they ever know, And they know that you're legitimate and you have a great background and and great reviews. Second is how fast, right? With us, like with, with what we do with software we use, when we sell work, I want it there as fast as we can get it to them, right? Because we've already set up the third part, which is, that when they call, they get a real human being, right? Like they get somebody there, like already there's that personal thing, like, oh yeah, we have somebody on it. And sometimes if it's not myself or somebody close, we'll have the whoever it is stop by. And they're like, oh, you're already here? Like, yeah, we're quick. And then imagine if you did it that way, right? You answer the phone quick, you get to the job quick, you make your personal introduction quick, but then it took three days to get the bid to them. They're gonna be like, Something's mm-hmm. off there a little bit. And meanwhile, whoever else did it got the bid there a day before you, right? Or that same day or whatever. And it it's really easy to get them to just say, yeah, we want to go with you. If you're on the phone with them, they see the bid, they have the email, they correspond with it. They know if they're a manager of any kind or operations of any time, of any kind, they know that if they put it on the back burner, chances are they're going to lose it. So most of the time, like you were saying, 50% of the time, they're just like, all right, that's within our budget. Let's go. Cause they're not the actual owner decision maker, but they are the person that makes a decision with the budget that they've been given. And they're like, okay, we're in. Right. And yeah. boom, that as long as they said, yeah, we got it done. Then they can go back to the owner or the CEO or whoever and be like, yeah, we already got that in order. We're ready to go. Like, man, now that guy's impressive. Our jo- I always tell everybody, else, my job is to make you look good. Right. We have a, a huge bit of a huge client that we have here. That's just behind the Black Top banner office. Now, thankfully, huge glass company where we live. And I always tell those guys, I'm like, my job is to make you guys look really good. Like I can do that. You just get me the work and uh, I can make you look really good. And that's what they want. I mean, if you can do a nail on those three things, gosh, you got a good foundation, man.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, back in the old days, um, a property manager would have three or four or five uh, different different uh, properties that they deal with, right? Yep. Now it's so cutthroat; they might have ten or twelve. Mm-hmm. They do not have the time, and a lot of contractors get frustrated. I'm not going to give a proposal. Somebody's not going to meet me on site. There's some truth to that, but however, you really got to look at it with a different lens. You got to say, why can't they meet me over here? Because now, you know, for the same pay, now they're doing twice what yep. they used to do so just deal with it okay they're not going to meet you out there how can you can we get out there can we can we do a a, a video while we're out right. there and send it to them just yep. so we can get that interaction yeah right because somebody's going to do it
0: yeah more Somebody, more than like, you. i'm going to buddy i'm going to i can promise you that much yeah. that's what when they tell me they can't meet me out there most of the time i realize it's they've probably adapted technology themselves at a a high scale, right? So for us, that's when I pull out the tech suit, right? I'm like, okay, now we're going to hit them with this. Now you will get guys where, you know, you can just kind of read them, their boots on the ground. Well, I want to show you what we're looking at. Like, okay, yeah, I'll meet you there. Yep, here's the time. Well, sure, I'll meet you over there. I'll have something in, most of the time then we take one of our packets, we'll hand them everything with the pamphlets and papers and our uh, certificates and insurance and everything for them to look at. But that same stuff is in a digital file too that we just attach to our bids and give to them. So you really have to be multifaceted. And to be honest with you, if you're the old school guy that's doing it all on paper and you're going to go back and do your job costing on paper and then write your bids up on paper and do all that, I'm going to be in the door a week before you're there. And we both got called at the same time. Now, Here's the thing, they needed the project done two days before you had the bid in there, but you didn't ever get that email back or call back because you were so late on getting the job to them. Literally, it's, it's, how, it's sad to say it, but it's how quick, how efficient can you do everything nowadays? And we, as humans, are becoming more efficient and receptive, more receptive to more efficiency, right? Like it's, of course, like, dude, if you were back in the day, I can remember, um, I worked for a roofing company growing up and I remember them, luckily, like they pretty much adopted me and I lived at that house. I can remember them getting a call, writing it down on paper. The next day we would go do a job. Then if we weren't too tired, he would go out and bid the job. If not, maybe the next day we got to go out. And if we didn't work, the, if we worked all week, he didn't feel like it. He would go out that weekend and bid it. And then you bid that and he would have to mail them the bid or drop it off on our route the next week. And then they could decide and then we could schedule it. That took two or three weeks. Yeah. Right. But that's how they did business. Like he he did business that way. There's no way you can float that the same way nowadays. There's no way. Like, you, you sure, you might get one, right? But you're not going to get the efficiency that you were talking about where you didn't have to hire more people, but were able to scale 30, 40, 50%. Like, it's just, it's a no brainer nowadays. So yeah. it is what it is uh so through all the years right and through adapting like you 30 years man a lot's happened in 30 years 29 years 29 yeah that's 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 Uh, all right all right right, easy (laughs) um a lot's happened like not just within our industry but the world right technologies change and adapt and that type of stuff um what type of advice would you give somebody who is two or three years in they're building a decent foundation, right, for what they're doing. And they do want to have 30 years in the industry. They do want to have a big, long, successful run at it. What would be the general overview idea and advice you would give to that person?
1: Um, basically, always treat your business, no matter what size it is, like a Fortune 500 company. And what I mean by that is, Start with policies, procedures, playbooks. Start with all the things that these large companies have. Um, And if you start that way, your foundation is going to be laid and it's a lot easier. Also read a lot of books on business. Yeah. There's a lot of information. There's a lot of really good people that have done that have made the mistakes, right, <laughs> that that know what not to do, learn from their mistakes. Um. So, you know, that's definitely, you know, the advice that I give anybody. And I, I do it right now when I do my consulting, right? When I talk to these companies, I don't care if you're $500,000 or $300,000 a year company, right? If you're doing drive seal coat driveways, yep. great, right? That's great. Let's set it up. Let our employees understand what's expected of them. Mm -hmm. Let's create playbooks for every person, every role, not just what you have now, but what you see your company being in 10 years from now. And if you can see it and you can lay it out and you can dream it, you can achieve it. Yep. You just reverse engineer that bad boy. Hundred percent, and most people don't do it that way. They figure it out, and when there's a problem, they try to work through it, and then they're making mistakes that other people have already made. You don't have to make the mistake yourself. You can learn from other people's mistakes. Cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think that's the greatest piece of advice. It 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 allows you to not have to make those mistakes and be more efficient, right? I I always say if I if I'm gonna hit a problem, I want to be a big one. Like I wanted to be a big one and something I didn't see coming. Like I, I the we blew a motor in one of the seal trucks at the end of the year, and, and it's our workhorse, it's my baby. I love this. And we built the business on it, right? It's created my my lifestyle that I live. And they blew a motor in it, no idea it was coming. It just happens randomly. An injector stuck, blew that bad boy up. I was more calm about that than I was that the guys snapped an agitator off inside one of the tanks, right? Because they could have just. Stopped it like they could have paid attention and heard a sound or whatever. I was more mad about that that we can fix cheaply and quickly, right? Than the the one with the motor, which was a big deal because it, it, we could have avoided that, right? By just sticking to the protocol, sticking to what we know, right? Being being aware and it's one of those things, man. It just, it's just is it's the way it goes. All right, Sean. So if people want to learn more. Um, about Sean Boyce and what Sean Boyce is up to and where he's going um uh where where can they get where can they get find you at
1: well um we're brothers paving I mean we're always there and uh, Instagram I'm on Instagram
0: um you know it's just LinkedIn I like I enjoy Sean Boyce on LinkedIn myself
1: you know I LinkedIn's I wish, great yeah LinkedIn's is great because it's more industry specific yep. um, than the other stuff um you know I, I i don't like to put a lot of content out there um because there's a lot of people that that do that already i put enough content out there that um you know we're we're you know relevant yeah yeah uh, but linkedin is absolutely you know the place that i go for if i need to find somebody if i yeah. need to 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 do something or learn something LinkedIn is definitely the place to go and yeah i'm i'm there on linkedin and uh it's just you can find me there and um
0: yeah hit a dm ask a question if you see something or or whatever i prefer linkedin i prefer linkedin for for me intellectual like for intellectual content like i like to see people that are performing at a high level higher level than i am what they're looking at what they're posting what they're doing that type of stuff too so i prefer that one but at the same time i just like to look at cool interesting stuff on instagram as well and then I like to see what all the young bucks and boys are over to on some of the other platforms and stuff too, as well, but for sure. And then, um, also let's not forget MPE this year. Yeah. yeah. Come, come, come
1: see us. Um, it's going to be a good time. Um, you know, I yeah. like I say, I, I always like having a, a full house because I learn from other people in there. Mm. I'm learning every day, no matter how many times I've done this, I learn every single time I talk to somebody or consult with somebody I'm learning. Um, and and I would love for you guys to
0: come and join me at MPE mm-hmm. and, uh, and let's learn together. Yeah. I, I let, I let the guys with all the brains do all the learning and I just do the entertaining. So on, <laughs> on Tuesday night, we're having that blacktop banner event. If you're going to be there Tuesday, we'd be glad to have you come. I think yeah, I probably didn't rent a big enough venue judging by the way it's going which is a good thing but that's a great it's, thing it's a great thing i'd rather be shoulder to shoulder with people i love than uh be spaced really far apart social distance that we don't have to do anymore so i'm excited for both those all right i'm going to cut this deck this is a pod deck and we're going to ask sean a fun question i always like to do it on camera so you don't think i cheated and asked like a crazy question huh. what talent would you most like to have M- music Really, that's where it's at. I would love to
1: have musical ability. My wife is a professional musician. She plays piano. She's a piano teacher. She's been for you know years. She's an accompanist. My daughter sings like there's nobody's business. My son's all sing well. My my wife sings fantastic. I got zero <laughs> zero musical yeah. ability. I, yeah, I mean i I sing in my truck a lot. Yeah. I mean, I love to sing. That's it just rip. sounds terrible oh i got you
0: i got you i got you all right yeah yeah i would love
1: i would love that
0: musical talent well let's start with the bongos or something keep some rhythm play the spoons that's right play play spoons. well I,
1: i will say real quick before we roll um this christmas actually all last year i kept telling my wife and my kids i wish i had rock band i remember when my kids were young yes Right and 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 i actually started feeling pretty good about myself because i was able to like hit the beat on the rock band well yeah. of course i stopped making that like in 2006 or something yeah. but i yeah. remember my kids doing it well this christmas my they gave wife- everybody hope and
0: then took it away from them
1: yeah my <laughs> wife surprised me with an entire set of rock band now of course she had to ebay oh yeah
0: put everything together and
1: find stuff that worked but since christmas my family, my kids, their, my daughter-in-laws—that we've all been over here playing rock band. Cool. And I, I'm starting to get my musical talent back. There
0: we go. There <laughs> we go. Well, that was a good gift too. That came from the heart. You it know, did. You It did. There together from the internet, from around the world. So yeah, there we go. Once again, technology saving the day. All righty. Well, for myself and for Sean Boyce. Over at Brothers Paving and at Pavement Soft and at National Pavement Expo. Uh, this is Black Top Banner, episode 93, where always, always, always we speak asphalt. Peace. Liberty Supply has been the supplier for us when it comes to supplies as far as spray tips, street brooms, um, handles, uh, pour pots, flagging tape, uh, everything that we would need. We bought a melter from them, a crack melter from them. When you call Liberty Supply, you get Sam. Sam is the owner. Sam and his brother Mike both own the company. How often can you do that? Can you call and get the owner directly as soon as you call the number? And if you go to their website, libertysupply.biz, you'll see the full array of things they got. We've purchased our chalk lines from them, our chalk. We've had to grab some number stencils and things from them from time to time. So they have a pretty good supply of everything that you would want as far as supplies and tools and things of that nature. Our spray tips we purchase from Liberty Supply. So all the spray tips for spraying our sealer we purchase from Liberty Supply. I mentioned the website, libertysupply.biz, but you can also call 800-397-9907 and you'll get Sam. They also are on Facebook and Instagram. I recommend going and checking them out on there as well. And if you call Liberty Supply, tell them Marvin sent you, Sam will say, oh, cool. I know that guy. Uh, I golf with Sam from time to time and I will say I beat him by a stroke last time we were out. So you can rub that in a little bit too. But... Honestly, truthfully, when it comes to Liberty Supply, we're thankful to have them. They're a valuable resource for us here at Wiscote and Dubuque Asphalt Maintenance. Super great guys. Super nice guys. They want to help. If you run into any issues, Sam will make it right. I can promise you that. What more can you ask for from a supply company, an asphalt tool and equipment supply company? If you guys have been listening to the show for any amount of time or you follow me on any social media... You'll know that I have been using Stencil Plus to get all of our stencils for our striping stuff for quite a while now. One thing about Stencil Plus is they have all the stencils that you could want. They have all the different various thicknesses of these stencils as well. They can create any custom stencil and more than likely if you get a hold of them and ask them to create a custom stencil of your company logo they will do it for free. They have been doing that for a while now. But beyond that, they can create multi-piece stencils, custom stencils. Uh, They have all the stencils you could want for any of the retail chain stores. So if you're doing a big box store or something like that, they have that as well. It's really easy to find them. They're at stencilplus.com. They're on social media everywhere. Jeff and the team does a great job with their social media and being in the groups and being active on Facebook and Instagram and things like that as well. It is free shipping on all orders within the United States. That's right, free shipping on all the stencils ordered within the US. So pop over to stencilplus.com. You can use code BB10 to get 10% off of your order at Stencil Plus. BB10, as in blacktop banter, BB10. You get 10% off your order. So if you call in, and say Blacktop Banner referred you, or you say BB10, or say Marvin said, I can get 10% off, they'll honor that as well. You add that in the code spot at stencilplus.com if you want as well, you'll get 10% off. The number to call if you're going to call versus go to stencilplus.com is 877-372-6055.